No, that wasn't the music to accompany Wolves' first half against Leicester City. That was, in fact, the signature music for Friday the 13th. Welcome to episode 183. That's 183. It is a spooky, weird kind of Venus. Woo! Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Judah. I'm here, as always, with Mr. Joe. Edward, Joe, come in. It's Friday the 13th. Are you there? Are there any gremlins down the line? Or can you hear me loud and clear, Chuck? Ooh, scary. Ooh. Mate, you know me. Any, anything anything scary, anything crazy, mate. Just because it's past Halloween, does it, I'll get it in. I'll get it in somewhere. You know that. And you know me that I have no interest at all in anything uh, Halloween themed, let alone beyond Halloween. Um, well, this is horror film. It's Friday the 13th. We're going through a global pandemic. I mean, if it wasn't Friday the 13th around this time, then you're never yeah. going to get it, are you? You're never going to get it, man. Oh, well, it, I guess it's apt, but um, it doesn't make me any more of a fan of uh, horror films or anything like Who's that. The, I mean, um, you, you can... Go on. I was going to say, give you a little uh, mini horror horror question or horror quiz. Um, go, go on, who is the go on, who is who is the guy in Friday the Thirteenth? What's his name? The main guy kills Freddy everyone. Freddy Krueger, the murderer, mass murderer. Freddy Krueger, come on, come on, you got Freddy this. Freddy Krueger, no man, what are you doing, Krueger? J- uh, Jason Voorhees. Is it in- You've just googled that now. You just googled that no, now. I heard I'm you. Not. I- no, no, I don't know. One's Voorhees, one's Kruger, one's Mike Myers, is it, or one, something like that? Mike, Mike Myers, Michael Myers. Don't call him Mike Myers. That says, Mike. isn't that um, isn't that groovy, groovy? Mike Myers. <laughs> yeah, that's Austin Powers, isn't it, Mike Myers? Austin Powers. <laughs> Tell you what, you don't want to, you don't, you don't want to book a book an evening with Austin Powers and, and have have, uh, have Michael Myers turn up, mate. It's a different, different, different evening altogether. That. Go, with, go for a, a comedic one and a half hour experience. It's, it's a mass murder instead. Study away. Oh Lovely. dear. Uh, how's it going, pal? What's uh, what's new? What's new on International Week? Um, it, it's all right actually. Yeah. Um, the Masters is on. I'm watching a bit of the Masters. It is. Oh, I tell you what. I was on the peloton yesterday, and uh, trying I to wasn't. get try, trying to get my cows in, and just it just I was really dreading this weekend because it's. It's crap. International weeks, like weekends are crap. You just want the football. I know it's still not the football. You're not turning up. You're not going to the games. It's still pretty rubbish watching it on TV. But at least you've got something to watch. When there's international break to compound lockdown, that's the last thing you want. All you've got on is I'm a celebrity starting on Sunday night. Apart from that, there's nothing. So uh, the fact that you've got four days of Masters, and it was great yesterday. It was so good watching it. And Augusta's, that Masters is my favourite of the slams, 100%. Mm. And uh, just some of the ball striking and some of the plays, incredible. And I love how... Difficult, although it was it played pretty easy yesterday, easy in inverted commas, but the greens, when the sun gets into them and the, and the pin placements for the next few days are going to be difficult, it's just, it's amazing watching them. It's it's just a, I've just really got the bug now for golf. Um, You're in it, aren't you? You're in it. I'm in it. I've never really had it before, but I've recently started playing a bit and trying to get half competency, which, I mean, is, is a work in progress, but... Um, yeah, just got the bug and been watching the Masters, and as you say, just some of the, the kind of the artistry really on on show. I mean, you see that shot that John Rahm played in oh. practice over the skinned it over the lake, all in one. In 
in on your birthday. You, and you're worth about 20 million. A terrible life. Oh, my yeah, goodness. So it, it was... I mean, we've all. I think we've all had a bit of a cheeky flutter, haven't we? Who, yeah. who, have, you, who have you gone with? I've gone with Ram and Matsuyama. This are my two this week. I, I think I've Ram had a cheeky, a cheeky bit, little. Yeah. I think Ram and Deshambo, depending on when you listen to this, will go low today or, or Saturday. They've got a big round in them, but um, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one. Um, there's so there's so many contenders. It's just it's just nice to watch four days of sport. Probably not 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 not. Uh, not pleasant for the the other half who doesn't like sport. If your other half doesn't like sport, if they do, great, good luck to you. But if they don't, you know that that's a good it's a good eight, nine, ten hours of coverage. You know, yeah. And, and the thing is with golf in comparison to football. I mean, football is you know for a lot of us, I think it's more pulsating over a you know a ninety yeah. minutes. But that hmm. like for the misses, that can be a bit annoying because it's like you. Hmm. But the golf can kind of just be on in the background and she can be on her phone doing whatever she wants and you can just happily kind of two, three hours fly by and, you, and you've been watching the golf. So uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, exactly. I'm enjoying it. I, I've, had a, I've um, had a best on Tiger. I'm going for the romance. And, oh, uh, mate, you're going for the romance. You love a bit of romance. Exactly. Not going to happen, mate. Not going to happen this week. No, it's not. He's been terrible all year. But you never know. You never know. You always got to root for the guy, I think. Uh, so um, it's... Uh, it's 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 nice. I can't wait for that Tiger documentary to come out. Uh, I think it's back into next year from the people who made the Last Dance. So and that's oh, a, that's a full on. Yeah. I don't think they've got Tiger on it. So it's a completely different way, but it's oh, a okay. proper expose delving into the the, the murky world of, of of Las Vegas, which uh, um, could be very interesting. Watch over eight, nine, ten parts. I can't I can't wait for that. I think a lot of people close to him um, have been interviewed. So that. That'll be fun, mate. No, it's good. It's good. Like you say, you can watch it and then a couple of hours have gone by. I even, even did a bit of ironing the other day watching it. Well, that that must be a world first, isn't it? It was, um, well, I had to find you the washing machine and the dryer first, which uh, I, I did put a little, because um, the missus is away in America at the moment. So <laughs> I, got a cl- I mean, I've never been into the, into the washroom before. Um, apart from when I have to take the bins out, but I very rarely go into it. Don't know what goes on, and I, I kind of texted her and said, "Where does the softener go?" Because I like my sheets soft. I, 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 the last thing I want is some sort of cardboard sheets if I'm trying to, you know, bed sheets if I'm trying to sleep at night. And I, I like, you know, we've got silk sheets. I like silky sheets. I like it cool on the skin. You know, I don't like any rubbing. I, I like it. I like it to be absolutely perfect. You know, we've got an air conditioner in the room. I like it to be cool. I need white noise. I need there to be no light whatsoever. Uh, it has to be absolutely perfect for me to to be able to so sleep in there. So you're very needy, basically. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm I'm one who likes, uh, you know, likes everything to be set out. And so, you know, unfortunately, the cleaners who came in um, and put the wrong sheets on the bed, uh, and these were like so hot and clammy, uh, I wasn't comfortable. So I had to, you know, I took things into my own hands and uh, decided to visit the washer, the washer dry area. And uh, yeah, mix the washer and the dryer up, which um, caused quite a lot of hilarity to uh, to, to the wife and uh, to the many people on Twitter when I put it out there. Because you know, you've got to put yourself out there, mate. If you make a mistake, yeah. it's all good. You've got to share in a joke once in a while. Uh, I, I mean, I, I think the, the the washing machine isn't the easiest thing if you're new to it because I'm no. I'm, I'm no expert, but. Getting the washing machine mixed up with the dryer is is, is a pretty good effort, mate. The square, they're both square. They've both got a circle thing in where you pull out the you know the door, or whatever. I mean, you know, how, how are you supposed to know these things? Well, there you go. 
There you so go. it's not great. I might have to use a laundry service, I think, before before she comes back. I then don't the laundrette. Well, I'm not going to go down the laundrette. I mean, I don't think I've ever been in a laundrette in my life, to be honest. But I'll, I'll definitely put some stuff in a bag and drop it off at the dry cleaners well, and get them clean them pressed. Ones, there's them ones like by the petrol stations, either. Have you seen them? No. So, like, the, so, some of these petrol stations have got, like, washing machines and you, like, pay a fiver and then it gives you, like, a text alert when, when they're done and you can just go and then go and pick them up. But you have to physically put them into the washing machine and then get them out of the washing machine again. Yeah, but it avoids the social interaction if that's what you're worried about. But I don't, want, I don't, I don't want pants in with other people's pants and water. I, you I, don't, know, think if, I don't think it's in with other people's pants. Well, not other people's, but they've still you. They've still gone round that cylinder. You know, I want my, I want my drawers to go in the drawers that no one else, no one else's drawers have touched. You know what I mean? I don't want any any, any metallic uh, um, rubbing going on from the past. You know what's in there? Mm. True. No, no, not for me, mate. I'll Don't pay you. the I'll pay the thirty quid extra and get someone to pick him up and drop him off on my doorstep, clean, pressed, and ironed. No downstairs dirt. No downstairs dirt, mate. Absolutely not. Right, let's talk some football. Let's talk some Wolverhampton Wanderers. Um, uh, right, lot to go through. Um, even yeah. though it is international break, let's start off with the some some of the more recent news. Um, I think we were all a little bit shocked when we saw the England team last night and. Uh, I think quite a few people expecting Conor Cody to start at worst on the bench. Wasn't on either. No. And we, we kind of, uh, you got the, the kind of nod uh, during the game that there was going to be an announcement, which we all feared, you know, hopefully it wasn't going to be uh, anything super serious. Look, I mean, it's serious in the fact that he's 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 obviously been um, around someone who's got COVID and has got to self-isolate. What's the latest on that, Joe? I think a lot of people nervous about, I mean, he's obviously out these England internationals, but whether he might be available for Southampton. Yeah, it's a frustrating situation, isn't it, for him? And he'll no doubt be, you know, the fact that he has tested negative twice and he's not experiencing any symptoms, that it'll be a frustrating period. He'll think, well, why have I got to kind of do this? But it's the protocol and mm. it's... Um, and the, the main thing is now, he, he, I mean, he said it himself, he's, he's looking to be involved against Southampton. I mean, we've still got to get a concrete date for that game as we record, but which uh, is re- which is mental. ridiculous. The game yeah. is next weekend. How have you not got a time and a date for that game? I cannot believe it. Yeah, I mean, it's down as Saturday three o'clock, but I mean, I mean, when, when was the last time Wolves played Saturday three o'clock? So I yeah. mean, you know, it hasn't been chosen by a, a, a TV, you know, settings down yet. So that that is subject to change. Um, but with Cody, yeah, he's hoping to be involved and just fingers crossed that he, he can be because he's so close to that um, Wolves consecutive appearance record in the league now. 121. Um, Phil Parks is the record holder with 127. Wow. Um, so he's only a matter of weeks away. So When, uh, when would that be broken or tied? What, what, what kind of games are we looking so at? got Southampton, then Arsenal. So it'd probably be just before Christmas, wouldn't it? Yeah. Just before Christmas, an early Christmas present, if you like. But um, yeah, it's um, it, it it's a frustrating time. But I think, fingers crossed, you know, with Cody, he had a lot of luck, didn't he? Well, I say a lot of luck. He'd he'd earned it, you know. He'd earned that success. But he had a, a very good time, didn't he? With the first few times with England, I guess this cruel world we live in, he was due a bit of a. A bit of a downside, but um, I think it will take far more than this to um, kind of upset his England chances. I think he's, as we've already reported in the past, he's, he's part of the senior uh, leadership team there. And we were having a discussion, weren't we, about Cody actually before yesterday? And 
the the parallels you could probably draw between him and Gareth Southgate. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, yourself being a you know Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough fan growing up, and you know, I mean, I know you're an ad- adopted Wolves fan now, but um, it, the, the Southgate, a working working class kind of centre half, made the yeah. most of what he's got, real kind of leader, reads the game brilliantly. Mm-hmm. I mean, those two players are pretty much tip for tat, and I think Safegate probably sees a lot of himself in Cody and has warmed to him. Yeah. So I think one, you know, withdrawal from a squad for from for a situation that is completely out of Cody's hands, he's not going to dampen his chances and ultimately I think he'll carry on doing what he's been doing for Wolves and um, it'll take... Far more than that to really um, upset his chances ahead of the Euros uh, next summer. Yeah, uh, I think I lost you a little bit there, Joe, but hopefully people understood what you were saying. Um, yeah, I completely agree. And I think the parallels with Southgate and Cody as well, just professionalism on and off the pitch. You know, there's there's so many of the youngsters these days who, you know, think that they've, they've made it, you know, um, and, and, and a breaking protocol and having to be suspended or there's issues with hotel rooms and inviting people round or... You know, or, or attending parties beforehand. I think um, you know, in, in this in this in this environment, uh, not just not just now in the last few months, but in the in the kind of environment we live in now, where everything is scrutinised. He's got a safe, safe person, Connor Cody, who couldn't be more professional, who's happy to to lead from the front, who's happy to you know to to be a, a role model, an example to the youngsters, you know, coming into the team. And uh, well, well, obviously, been playing at the standard that, that the national level requires, and and, and more so. I mean, he's been absolutely fantastic, and. You know, thankfully, he has to miss these two games. It's not going to put him back. It's not going to peg him back with England. It's not going to... um, People aren't going ahead of him in the race or anything like that. You know, if it was a crucial period or he'd just got the call up or he hadn't really proved himself yet... You'd think, oh, what a, what a shame! But I think he's he's already done that. He's already established established himself in this setup. And uh, we said before, Joe, as well, that I think he's an absolute shoe in fingers crossed. Touch wood that he goes to the Euros. You know, unless something drastic happens. So, so from that point of view, at least the the, the most important work has been done. And hopefully, he can be he can be fit and firing for for the most important game, which is Southampton next weekend. Yeah, and it'd be disappointing for for Nuno because I mean Nuno is not the biggest fan of these international breaks as it is, and especially friendlies being involved at this stage. I mean, it's one thing having Nations League games and whatever, but having friendlies seems a bit of a Mickey take, you know, for for, for a lot of people and for a lot of managers. Yeah, I mean, um, even even the whole lockdown situation with the game on uh, against Iceland as well—you have to get special jurisdiction, even though international traveling there's a ban on that. Yeah. But they have to, there's no need. There's no need. And and the testing protocol has changed with the Premier League. So when players go back, rather than having returned a negative test with their with their nations and being allowed back to train with their clubs, they have to return a negative test through the Premier League mm-hmm. um, round mm-hmm. of testing. So. You know, Nuno will have players coming back Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and maybe won't have all of them back in training until I don't know, maybe even the Friday. Yeah. So it's um, it, it's 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 a difficult situation, and obviously Nuno will be concerned about Cody as as we all are. But I think that you've got to look at the positives. He's not he's he's not got um, coronavirus. He, interestingly, he actually said that he had it back in March, and mm. um, you know, and recovered from it then. Um, so he, he's, he's not ill, he's just having to isolate and fingers crossed, as you say, he can play against Southampton. Yeah, um, well, let's, let's go on to the three, the three inter- international week as it is, and there'll be more games to come, three international debutants, uh, more, more debutants for Wolverhampton Wanderers <laughs> in 
and Pedro Neto, Willy Bully and, and, and Otosawi. Um, Joe, let's, let's start with Neto first. Just goes from from great to incredible for this guy. I mean, you know, five-year deal, absolutely been stunning all season. I think one, one of the best players in a wool shirt. And uh, boom, there's your Portugal call-up. And you think, OK, well, maybe he'll have to, to wait on the bench or maybe be unused, you know, substitute. <laughs> we just get the experience of, of being in the national squad. Boom, straight into it, straight starting. And, uh, and and a senior goal, it took him eight minutes. It's it's just incredible. He's just riding the crest of a wave, isn't he, at the moment? And he, he's earned it. He, he's, he's made such immense strides, both as a, as a kind of, in terms of ability and confidence, and in terms of physicality. I mean, he, he, I mean, I've mentioned it before, but you look at you look you look at a picture of him now compared to when he first arrived. He, he's gone from a boy into a man, and um, he, he's he's, show, he's showing his ability, not not just at club level, but at international level now. I know it was Andorra, and they're not the um, you know the the biggest of international powerhouses, but you can only play what's in front of they, you. They are, they are on the slopes, mate. I tell you, decent skiing <laughs> around there. But yeah, from international football point of view, but look, I mean, I saw a few people saying it's only Andorra, it's only Andorra. Goodness me, there's a few England strikers over the years who scored th- two, three, four goals in Andorra, and they're not saying that. They're, you know, these, these records stand up for some time. You still got, you still got, um, you know, put in performances against against the team that's in front of you. It doesn't matter, does it? Exactly. Yeah, you can. It's it sounds a silly saying, but you can, you can only play what's in front of you, and you know it. it we'll come on to him later, but the same. I, I can of, only work with what I've got. Yeah, you know, covering wolves, Joe. You know what I mean. <laughs> I, I wish I had someone else at the other end, but I don't. You know, so you just got to make the best of a bad situation. Exactly. I completely echo those sentiments. Um, <laughs> But we'll go, come on to him later. But the same kind of theory applies with um, Fabio Silva and scoring a couple against Doncaster. You know, so it's um, fair play to Neto. It's it, it took his goal well, instinctive kind of finish, and hopefully we'll see a bit more of that at Wolves. I mean, he, I, know, I know it wasn't the hardest of chances, but the balls come come to him fairly quickly, and he's just levered it in, into the back of the net. Oh, and, he smashed um, it to pieces. Absolutely smashed it to bits. So um, if we can see a bit more of that in a wolf shirt moving forward, because you know, of course, we need goals. We keep going on about it, and uh, hopefully Neto can uh, do some more of that in a golden black shirt. Yeah, um, subbed at half time for some guy called Ronaldo. No idea who he is. Um, Nelson yeah. Tomato a couple of assists in that game as well, which is good. And Moutinho played. So you know, these 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 are these are good signs. If anything, at least they're getting some action and. Uh, and ready to go when they get back to uh, to to Compton. Willie Bolly, <laughs> it's an interesting <laughs> one. Uh, you know, played for the Ivory Coast. And um, what do you make of it? What do you make of the situation? Well, I misread it, didn't I? <laughs> I think I said last week that I don't, I don't think he's the type that is um, that bothered about international football because he had, of course turned down the chance to play for Ivory Coast in the past. I think they'd called him up several times, to be honest. Um, but he's gone. He's he's, he's, out, he's giving it a go and he's helped him to a win. I think he was against Madagascar. Do you, think it'd be, do you think he kind of held out a little bit for France and thought that that's kind of been and gone now, so let's play a bit of international football while I can? Yeah, I think so. And Ivory Coast, to be fair to him, haven't got a bad side. Um, they've got Nicolas Pepe from Arsenal, Serge Aurier from Tottenham. Uh, Frank Kessier from uh, AC Milan. So they've got players who are playing for for prominent clubs. It's not as if they're just a bunch of cloggers. You know, <laughs> he's he's going to get valuable game time and going to going to benefit from playing with these players. So um, while a, 
I think it might have even been a friendly, but while a, a friendly win or whatever it was against Madagascar may not seem the most um, glamorous, the the fact that he's was going it, away... Was it a bunch of wildlife they were against, was it? Cart- <laughs> cartoon beasts? Br- br- brilliant film. <laughs> Great film. Great film. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's... Um, it, it's it's an experience for him, and it's another it's another string to add to his to, to his bow, isn't it? He's he's got um, he's got some international experience under his belt, and he's a player that, uh, whether it's Ivory Coast or whether it's France or whether it's whoever, he's an international standard player, isn't he? So um, fair play to him. He's got he's gone there. He's he's got he's got the t-shirt, and I think if he wants to play for him for three four three four years now, uh, he can he can do that, and maybe even go to a World Cup in a few years. String to the bow, got the T-shirt, mate. You're coming out with all of them today, all, mate. All Goodness, the, mate. All the cliches. Wow, wow. Um, cliche bingo. It is cliche bingo. Um, have you seen the picture of the team? A bully of the Ivory Coast. Have you seen that, that team picture? The peach looks yeah. The pitch, the grass. Oh my oh god! My word. Oh my god! How can you play? Nuno must look at that and just close yeah. his eyes and and pray to the gods. Because that's just an absolute shit show. It's unbelievable. <laughs> look at the picture. If you haven't seen it, or you, if you've seen the picture, you haven't looked at the grass. Look at the grass that they're, the they're, grass. That they're about to play on. It's absolutely... You wouldn't see it in an under-12s game here. It looks shocking. Shocking. Our Sunday pitch um, for Churchill Royal Oak at East Park in Wolverhampton is, is, I'd probably say, five times better than that. Yeah. Miles. Um, miles. Um it just looks the grass looks so long. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it, I think he's come through unscathed, thankfully. And um, yeah, there, there are obviously benefits to the experience, but um, yeah, that pitch it's uh, it's it's not it's not exactly a carpet. No, it's not. You went a little bit Jason Voorhees on me there again, mate, uh, with the old reception. But um, but I think I think I've got most of it. Um, oh, not to sorry, let's, let's say the best to last. Uh, USA international uh, one appearance for Wolves, or and, uh, and and now one appearance for for one of the, one of the biggest and most powerful countries in in, in the world, Joe. In the world, is that a biased opinion? I think it is, isn't it? <laughs> that, that's a bit of a biased opinion, but no, I think it, I think I think I think quite a lot. I think quite a lot of people would would, would say that that USA probably the most powerful country in the world. <laughs> yeah, for better or worse. Yes, um, I didn't say I didn't say you know for for. for the, in, in a good way or a bad way, but but absolutely, they're, they're not a footballing powerhouse, are they these days? And I think Owen has been helped by the fact that, that we've mentioned before that the MLS is still in full swing, so they've basically chose all kind of European-based players. But you know, it, it's all to his benefit, really. And yeah. um, you know, he's an interesting character. I mean, there's, there's, there's obviously. Uh, <laughs> Our, uh, our former colleague Tim Tim Spears did um, a piece, didn't he, on on the Athletic and talking about how he was a model, <laughs> some, a, some a model for Burberry or something like that, and he, right. he's, he's had a he's, he's had a, a weird career path, and he, he seems a bit of a unique character. But um, fair play to him, and you know this is a guy that. We we went to the um, the under twenty ones um, Doncaster game the other day, and James Collins kind of really speaking highly about him, and thinks that well, if if he if he wants it, he can kind of go as far as he wants. So um, it's uh, it's a player that Wolves are excited about. Uh, equally, I think trying to kind of keep the 
keep the expectation down a little bit. Let's not expect yeah, the, the world from him um, straight away. But um, I don't think he's just your run-of-the-mill um, 23s player that they'll kind of, you know, maybe look to get uh, a decent fee for kind of sell them on, you know, like it can be in these 23s kind of players. I think they do see him as the potential of, of, of being a, a first-team player for Wolves in the, in the years to come. And um, he's been on the fringes, hasn't he? He's made a few squads. And now he's got a, a USA cap, and um, it's exciting times for him. And in, if he if he carries on in the way he has been, lo and behold, we might see him, um, you know, starving in midfield really for for Wolves in, in the years to come. Who knows? Um, Nuno knows. That's who knows, Joe. And uh, he also uh, knows that he's got the Manager of the Month award. Uh, what a segue! It, it's what I got paid the big bucks for, Joe. You know that. Uh, look. Um, I guess, you know, I kind of said to you, what's he wanting for? But when you look at the record, look at the results, uh, I guess I guess it's very... Was it 10 points from 12, is it? Yep. So 10 points from yet. 12, so yep. so fair enough. Um, and uh, But I don't know. It's a bit of a strange one for me because the games, the, those games, they weren't particularly good watches. And maybe that's, maybe that's different. Maybe, you know, end of the day, what would you rather do? Would you rather a team play well? Or would you rather get the results? I mean, I think... You, for me, you'd always get the results. You know, you can have a fancy damn team, but if you're playing 15th, 16th, but you're knocking it out nicely, I'd rather be up near the top of the table than the bottom of the table. Uh, but things need to change, and we'll, we'll come on to that and, and the style. And that's 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 a another argument. But um, I guess from cold hard results, Joe, then then he, he had as much chance as anybody. Yeah, um, and I think a few are thinking, well, uh, these manager of the month awards haven't fared too well in the past. I think Wolves have gone on pretty shaky runs after him they've been a bit of a curse but um he's got the award and yeah it wasn't the prettiest um f- few games was it in in, in october Let, let's be honest um i think the palace game was you know we talk about where it clicked more but then obviously they didn't, weren't able to follow it up um against leicester I think Nuno says it himself in there you know speaking about it that they were more more organized more solid and they expect things to improve further now, and I, I think that's fair enough. You know, I, I, we've got to kind of see Wolves be a bit more expansive at times. I think you talk about um, winning games when you're not at, the, at your best. That's that's obviously a, a good trait, and that's that's something that you want moving forward. But when you do lose, and the re- losses are inevitable, you want to kind of lose with style if you can. I know, I know it's, I know it sounds a bit silly, but you can, you know, it's sometimes a, a loss is a bit easier to take if you think, oh, we've played well today, we just came up a little bit short. But the games that Wolves have lost this season, City, West Ham, and Leicester, they've been pretty bad in all in all of those games. So I, I think it's just an element of kind of bal- balancing things out a little bit more, seeing those more positive performances. And you know, kind of grinding out wins when you have to. Um, Wolves haven't hit hit the heights, have they? Yes, that, that that's that's the that's the that's the be all and end all. Eight goals in eight games just isn't just isn't enough. And um, hopefully, it's you, you know, it's it's a very tough run coming up after this international break. But um, Wolves have upped their game against big teams in the past, so uh, hopefully that can that can continue. Yeah, definitely. Uh, right, before we go on to questions, Joe, and uh, we've got some really good ones this week, uh, we'll go on to the, um, the final part of um, of my chat um, and notes. Uh, I've, 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 
I've called it silver lining. Silver yeah. lining, oh, yeah. Joe. Silver, silver lining. lining. Silver lining. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Joe, two weeks ago in our podcast, we had a little, little small debate about uh, Mr... <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, we did. We've got we've got dogs that even even the dogs are getting involved. Even even the dogs, yeah. Even it's the dogs are getting debate. involved. We had a little old little old debate on uh, Mr. Fabio Silva with me saying um, I think uh, if I, if memory serves me correct uh, that I was very much for Fabio Silva playing um, playing at youth level or 23s or or 21s and getting some game time and I think it'd be important for his development and getting used to games and uh, and, and just getting you know playing 90 minutes of football and, and, and hopefully banging the ball in the back of the net. You were you weren't really um, a big fan of it and you probably thought that um, it would be of detriment to him and maybe maybe um, he should keep keep with the squad so um the first team squad so it gave me it gave me no satisfaction whatsoever for you to be uh trudging off to Doncaster on a four-hour round trip on Tuesday night to watch him uh play for the 21s um in, a, in an EFL trophy game and, and see him score two uh no no satisfaction whatsoever Mr no. Joe I'll hand over the mic to yourself your good self well I mean in my slight defence, I will admit that I was, I was pretty much wrong on this one, but the the point that I was trying to make, which I probably didn't get across as well as I should have done, was that I, I didn't really see the benefit of him playing for pure 21s football, you know, in, in terms of playing against players of his age, players who were kind of in that learning phase. But he had a 37-year-old uh, Martin uh, Andy Butler, sorry, um, marking him... At Doncaster, a seasoned professional, any Walsall fan will tell you he's not afraid to uh, get a foot in. And <laughs> um, he's come away with two goals, and it was a really encouraging uh, performance. I mean, yeah, it, it was Doncaster, what, 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 whatever you want to say, but it's a starting point, and it's um, it gives him some sort of indication of of English football, the the, the physical elements to it. Um, I mean, he's, he's put his head in where it hurts for the winner. I mean. I think one or two are saying, "Oh well, Joe, you've 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 said he he, he put he, he he goes down too easily." But look at him for the winner. Well, the the fact was that he was getting kicked a, a bit, and there was other occasions where he was trying to draw fells and win fells and had gone down too easily. That that that's just a fact, really. You know, mm-hmm. it's, and as a young player, that's going to happen, isn't it? There's going to be elements of his game to improve. He's only eighteen. Yeah. Um. But the big takeaway and the big positive of the night was. Was his finishing, and, that, and that's that's the be all and end all, isn't it? As a striker, the first one comes to him quite quickly, drops drops it nicely in the box, but he's still got to put it away and makes no mistake via the inside of the post, keep keeping no chance. And then the second one, he reads the situation really well. Cameron John, former Wolves defender, kind of hesitates a little bit, and Fabio gets his head in ahead of him and bears down on goal, and he's got a good five seconds to kind of think about it. And mm-hmm. the big thing that you took away from that situation was you thought, he's never missing this. And, the, and, the, yeah. and it was just kind of a formality that he would put the ball in the back of the net, and so he did. And uh, really good to, to have a have a catch-up with him as well afterwards. I mean, from a... Yeah, got to speak. A, he was good, wasn't he? Good value. He was, he was brilliant, brilliant. And from, from, a, from a selfish journalistic point of view, I went along because, uh, uh, you know, as, as readers may now, these international breaks can be a bit... Sketchy in terms of getting stories and having stuff to write about in the paper every day, but went went along to Doncaster um, as soon as I got wind that he would be playing, um, 
and he scores a couple of goals, plenty to write about there, and then he gave gave us a you know a really nice kind of five ten minutes afterwards. Uh, his English has come along brilliantly um, in such a short space of time. I mean. I mean, if if I was trying to make make my way through Portugal, I mean, I can barely speak English, let, let alone uh, <laughs> Portuguese, so I'd be absolutely lost. But he's, um, you know, obviously he'll, he'll still be improving day by day, but uh, it, more than enough to get through an interview. It gave me lots of very good lines. I, I, I think I've still got a few up my sleeve. So um, a really, really nice guy and really good attitude. And I, I think as well as his goals... One of the big takeaways from the night, and James Collins referred to it afterwards, uh, the under twenty ones manager, is was his attitude, and because it's it's hardly an ideal path for a for a thirty five million club record signing to go. Yeah, um, playing at the keep mount on a Tuesday night in the Papa John's Trophy, um, but he, he he grasped the opportunity with both fans. There was absolutely no element of him thinking I'm above this. Um, I mean, of course, Wolves had Marcel involved, who just looked. It was a cakewalk for him, as, you, as you'd expect for a player that, that played in a Champions League semi-final a few months back. Uh, Keanu Hoover played. I mean, he gave away the penalty. Um, I think he's a player that's still developing. He showed some nice flashes going forward at right wing back, but you know, I, I think he was a bit shaken by that penalty for a bit. John Ruddy, I mean, again, just looked completely at harm at that level and I mean gave some of the young lads actually a right earful <laughs> it was, it was uh, in that empty stadium you could hear pretty much every word and every uh, yeah. instruction uh, a few uh, a few choice words but it, it was uh, it was a good night and, uh, and for the, the under 21s as a whole uh, to, to go to Doncaster uh, an established league one team and a, and a, a side that have beaten the likes of Portsmouth and and Charlton, you know the, the big hitters, if you like, in League One this season. To go there and win in ninety minutes uh, for the Twenty Ones, it says a lot. And um, you know the the Twenty Ones have had a bit of a, a bit of criticism, and I think understandably understandably so over the past couple of years because they won the league, didn't they? And then they went in the top flight, and then they they really struggled, and now they seem to be regrouping a bit. Now they've gone for a younger group. This year, um, I think the average age is probably about 18, 19, is where a lot of these teams, giving it to 23's league, are about 2021. 20, um, but they've got uh, quite a few players out on loan and promoted a lot of players from the 18s. Christian Marquez looks a very no- nice player at centre half, um, very cultured, and, and a leader as well. He, 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 um, he, he makes his voice heard. And Theo Corbiano, who was playing up front with um, Silva. I mean, it's crazy to think, really, uh, that they're, they're the same age. <laughs> you know, one's £35 million, um, all the money, all the hype. Another one's one £35. Come... Quid. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just come up from the 18s, and he's kind of relishing being in the 23s. So, um, but they're, they're linked up quite nice up front, and I think Corbiano, I think he's... Uh, qualifies for Canada and he might be kind of in contention to maybe get himself some international recognition either at youth level, um, you know, in the coming years. But oh, it's going strange. He, well, he can never make yeah. a cap and he'll be playing for Canada soon, mate. They're, they're yeah. no great shakes. He's straight in, mate. If you're Canadian, you're playing anywhere near the Premier League, you know, troll through <laughs> champ man, oh, you're in, mate. Get him in. Canadians national. They'll probably have 60 caps in about three years. <laughs> um, Thomas Rudzinski, was he Canadian? No, Thomas yeah, Rudzinski. Thomas Rudzinski, yeah, yeah. He good was all right, wasn't he? Um, yeah, junior he was, Hoylet. Everton. Yeah, and Junior Hoylet was he Canadian? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Good shout. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Um, but yeah, I don't think they've been blessed with talent, have they? So, uh, these, but that Corby Arnold, they've got some good young lads to be fair, Wolves, and um, I think James Collins. I mean, again, he, he's um, he's a manager that came in quite under the radar. He's not got you know a big name value, but he's he's got a lot of uh, coaching credentials. I think he's got a UEFA Pro license, and he's got him playing some decent stuff. And to, to go to Doncaster to get through to the next round of the Papa John's Trophy as well. Um, is uh, is quite an achievement. So uh, for Silva and for the team as a whole, it was a really good night on Tuesday. Complimentary pizza for the press, Joe. The bloody wasn't now. What? Uh, uh, what? Ridiculous. You oh, call it disgrace. the Papa John's trophy. You, you don't even get as as much as a, a bloody dough ball. Ridiculous. Oh. What? Not even a, not, not even a, not even a miniature garlic bread for one. No, no, nothing. nothing. No chicken dippers. No chicken dippers. No, no nothing. Papa John, sort you. I mean, all joking aside, I mean, you know, if there is food to be had over the next few few Papa John's rounds, and I feel like we might have to do a, uh, the old duo and start covering them because uh, I'll be definitely yeah. involved with a little bit of margarita involved. I mean, as long as there's a bit of rocket in there, a bit of greens, and, and you know, it's um, it's a thin crust, and uh, that's fine. Maybe done with some some whole grain dough, uh, maybe oh. gluten free. Uh, those requested. I'm sure Papa John's will. What, what, what? You don't want rabbit food on your pizza. Come on. Oh, mate, come on. Come on. That's what makes it. That's what makes it. <laughs> um, Shall we take some questions from the beautiful people? Let's take some questions. Let's take some questions. We've got a little bit of time this week. Um, so we're not in a massive rush. Uh, we've got 15, 20 minutes before we go. Hopefully so, I can give some uh, nice detailed answers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, let's not go overboard because, you know, you do rabbit on a little bit from time to time. <laughs> rabbit, we'll, we'll still, you still give a good, a good answer. Uh, Paul Mansell says... We seem to have got worse at attacking set pieces. Do you think it's time uh, that much time is devoted to this on the training ground? Nuno referred to it the other week, and he's he's aware he's aware of it um, that they're not scoring enough goals from set pieces. I mean, there's a few things you can highlight: they're not scoring enough goals from corners, not scoring enough goals from free kicks, and I, and something I'm, I think I'm going to write about um, in the paper next week is the midfield is just not contributing enough. And I know Leander Dendonka has done well. And I think for me, he's the one of that midfield trio who is kind of a cemented place on, in, in the team at the minute. Um, but there's been no assists and no goals from any of those three midfielders yet this season. I think mm-hmm. I think Neves is, what, 32, 33 get league games without a goal. I think he's pretty much the same for uh, Matinho, if not more. And... You know, we, we talk about it not quite clicking in attack. I think defensively, Wolves, I don't think there's really any problems. You know what I mean? I, I think, yeah, yeah. They've had, they had the West Ham over show, but every team, I think, has pretty much had one of those performances this season where it's just completely gone to... to gone to pot. Gone to pot. Um, so I don't think defensively there's any real problems. In attack, yes, they've, they've struggled to create, but... Uh, I think there is an onus on the midfield to just be doing more. Mm. Um, I mean, you, you know, if you give Raul Jimenez enough chances, he will he will score goals. And I know we talk about Pedence, Neto, Traore. They've got to step up, yes. But I think the midfield is the big one for me. Um, Neves, I mean, he, he was just he just weren't at it, was he against no, Leicester? No, he was one of one of the poorest performances I've seen him. Is it time, Joe, with people like Neves, and we talk about his world class strikes and you know the good old days in front of the fans and the memorable, and he has given us memorable, memorable moments, you know, with his set piece brilliance. But 
you, if you look at it and you look at the amount of times that, and I know he had that shot against Leicester, which you know was a good save from Schmeichel and probably was his only decent effort on target in the whole game. But you know there was a great position I can remember, you know, in that in that second half where you think Neves of old, he's, he he definitely made the keeper work. I mean, Casper Schmeichel didn't even have to didn't even have to have a sweat; it just just no. just floated over the crossbar. Is it now time when you look at the conversion rate and you look at really okay one in every. 15, 20, 25 even that is going in, that, that maybe he has to step aside and let someone else have a go. Now, maybe let Raul have, have, have a couple of shots or, or Pedro Neto or someone who's, who's got the, the rye in because uh, for me, it's, you know, he used to go over the board. He's go, oh, goodness me, this could be, this could go anywhere. Um, Neves, you know, he could put it either, either spot, either corner, but now you just don't get that anymore. And I wonder whether he needs to step aside now and let other people have a bit of a go. Yeah, I think I think there's definitely an argument for that. I think one of the other questions was uh, since Barry Douglas, we've not really had a you know a set piece uh, specialist. I mean, there might mm, be yeah. one. There might be one in the camp, you know. But it's just Nevers has been pretty much taking all the free kicks, uh, you know, exclusively really. And uh, as of late, just hasn't been producing the goods. I mean, it, yeah, Angus Gill asked that question. Yeah, maybe Neta, maybe Pedence uh, could be someone mm-hmm. who, who really. I mean, and Raul, I mean, you, you kind of see, you know, you've, uh, Wayne Rooney, for example, was a striker who took yeah. a, a, lot, a lot of free kicks. I mean, why can't yeah. Raul Jimenez be be like that? Um, so, and I'm sure they'll want to. You know, there'll be a little yeah. power then when it goes sailing over the bar, or it get, you know, it hits the wall again for the umpteenth time, or it breaks down. Where you think, flipping hell, give me a bloody chance, you know? Yeah, and. Nevers has got to be doing more. If he if he if he stays on them, which I mean, you could class him as a little bit lucky considering how his conversion rate has been. Mm. Then he's got to either step up or maybe step aside and, and let and let some let somebody else have a go because um, just hasn't been utilising uh, th- that situation enough, really. Do you think it's because you know he's going away with Portugal and and obviously he's not on set pieces there? He's coming back with Wolves and they've got very little training time between games, so they, you know you're only getting on the training ground maybe for like you say one day a week. Um, so it's difficult to maybe get that kind of rapport and kind of try some things out. Or is it like you know like a David Beckham scenario it was a fantastic free kick where you just got to go and you just got to get yourself. All you need is a ball. You can get all the all the dummies you need to and. Um, um, you know, and, and line up a wall and just practice, 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 which I'm sure he keeps on doing. But if it's not working, then they need to change something, don't they, Joe? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he spoke about that in the past. There, how he always constantly working on it, and I don't doubt that he is. But um, it just hasn't happened in games. And if uh, if he's not scoring, then I, I think it's only fair enough to give somebody else a chance. Uh, Freddie Evans, more for Joe. But if you can answer as well, Nathan, good on you. What is your earliest and greatest memory of Wolves? It is earliest and greatest. Is that a two-parter? Should we class? It I'll as do a the earliest. My, my earliest memory of Wolves was going as a Borough fan, travelling on my own across the country, as I did on my own. Whether it was supporters club bus or trains or or whatever, I would get there. Spent two weekends at university in three years because I was I was travelling, you know, up and down the country. And, and I remember going to Wolves. Never been there before. Um, got to the train station. Didn't really like it weird place got to cross a big road to get across to the stadium got there I was late the train was delayed I was peeved off I got in about 20 minutes in uh, we lost to like a 65th minute Paul Ince goal from what I can remember 1-0 went back home again two or three hours back home and, and, and said I'd never go to the ground again cheers cheers 10, 12, 14 years later and I'm, I'm at every home game and, 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 and love recovering a great club love at first sight um, you know it 
Um, my earliest memory was uh, a friendly against Newcastle in 2002. Um, mm. I think it ended 2-0 to Newcastle on the day, and Loire Loire scored both and did that real kind of acrobatic backflip, uh, backflip, backflip. Uh, celebration. And mm. um, that was like one of my big takeaways from the day. Um, but... I just remember because oh, my dad and me and my brothers were all Wolves fans, and um, just kind of being taken aback by you know a big well a, at the time how big the stadium seemed and and all the gold seats in the sunshine, you know, and um, yeah, and just kind of hooked ever since really. Um, greatest memory? Uh, what was yours? What's yours greatest? Oh goodness me. I mean, the Man United victories, for me, you know, from what I've seen live, were, were unbelievable. Um, as were some of the European nights, to be honest. I mean, that, I'll never forget that Euro- the European run, and hopefully we've got plenty more to come, but some of those have, uh, will always always stick with me. They, they really will. So, um, yeah, there's, there's, so, there's so many... Inc- you know, even like going to Wembley, I think, um, and, and the Spurs victory, the first victory over Spurs, was, was, a, was a brilliant game of football. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, you know... There's countless, countless ones. There's countless ones. Yeah, I think Man United is definitely up there in the cup. Um, and for pure entertainment value, um, the six-four against Rotherham in League One that was just a crazy day and the real kind of party atmosphere because Wolves were going up and uh, yeah, that that was a happy one. Um, Steve Wolf and Bristol says, uh, "Who do you least like to meet down a dark alley? Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger, Michael Myers, or Timothy Spears?" Uh, Mike Myers, <laughs> Mike Myers, really? Mike Myers, yeah, uh, groovy. Myers. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I'll, I'll let you answer that one. I, I, I mean, I've, I've, I've shared, I've shared an apartment with Spears for a few pre-seasons. Uh, you don't want to see him in the corridor if you, if you, you know, you've got you're sharing a bathroom in the middle of four a.m. and you and you wake up and there's someone else on it, you know, down the corridor. You can't quite see him. You just see these little tighty whiteies. It's, it's a frightening, it's, it's a frightening experience, Joe. Put it that way. Uh, King Wolf, Nathan, Joe, what are your views on Silver playing under twenty ones? Do you think is a positive? Uh, way to get him time and experience. Kind of, kind of. Um, we've kind of answered that, King Wolf. So we won't go over that. Um, gave plenty of, plenty of time to that. Um, Reggie says Neto has undoubtedly been our best player this season so far. Did we expect him to come this far so quickly? And how much can he improve? Considering we bought him for, and if he continues to show this form, how much will he be worth in the coming years? Yeah, he's he's come on leaps and bounds, hasn't he? I don't think we expected him to come on. Uh, quite as quickly as he has, and especially because he was such an an unknown quantity. As my cat comes right next to the to the microphone, he absolutely wants to steal the show, didn't you? Um, yeah, but um, Pedro Neto came on such a long way, and I think really the sky's the limit. Mm. It, it's um, it, he's not just got the ability; he's got the work rate. Perhaps at times. To his detriment, yeah. as daft as that sounds, he's perhaps a little bit trying to do too much, and perhaps there could be an argument of conserving his energy a bit more to be a bit more effective in the final third. But you cannot fault his his effort, and um, I think it's shown in his performances just how much ability he's got. I mean, in terms of how much he could be worth, I mean, if Jota goes for forty five million after the three years that he had at Wolves, if Neto carries on in that same vein, he could fare very similarly and. And be worth very similar money, you know. Um, it, it's a fantastic um, 
kind of conveyor belt of talent, really. That the, I mean, I know, I know a lot of them are under the Mendes umbrella, but these Portuguese players, um, and hopefully, you know, somebody like Silva can can take um, a lot of heart from how Netao's done, and even though he hasn't been in the squad as of late, um, and you know, we still yet to see anything of him really. Vitinha, somebody like him can 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 take heart from Netao's story and hopefully have similar success themselves. Yeah. Um... Is is just an absolute pleasure and delight, and I think he's he's absolutely nailed down spot. I think I'm yeah. Discuss definitely. about discuss about you know what changes they can make for Southampton in a bit, but I think he's nailed down one of the first names on that team sheet at the moment. The energy that he brings to it's fantastic. Um, if Cody's unavailable for the next Wolves game, what are Nuno's options? Uh, back four? Question mark. Marquez. I mean. Look, I mean, if we, we think that Cody hopefully will be available. If he's not, Joe, then I think the easy one would be Saiz to come to come yeah. back in, wouldn't it? It'd be Saiz, Kilman and, and Bolly with with um you know Marcel slash slash Nuri, depending on uh, you know uh, the take you, you've got coming out of those first two games that he's played. But that that would be that would be the easy one to make, and I'm sure the one that Wolves would make, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think um you know people talk about Marquez. Um, be too early for him. It would be too early and. You know, you have to be careful not to expose players too early. I was was impressed by him against Doncaster, and he he's he's holding his own against senior players. Um, but you know, he's still only I think he might even still be seventeen. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's even eighteen yet. Um, so he, he's uh, he's 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 got a a very good route ahead of him, but it's it's he's still got a, a good a good bit of learning to do. So. Um, Sace, I mean, he's filled in at left wing back. He can play in midfield. He can play left centre half. I think he'd probably be. The want to to go in that sweeper role, really. Yeah. I know Kilman could play there, but I think uh, Kilman to keep his place on the left and and say it's a bit of sweeper, really, if it comes to it, which I don't think it will. Um, just just a quick one. You might have mentioned it, but I think I'm out of loss here on the on the on the reception. But uh, Hoover kind of gave the penalty away, uh, Doncaster. How how did how did you see him? Um, it wasn't brilliant, and again, I think you know the, this is a player that is a long term. Uh, kind of project. He, he did look good going forward and, and did some nice link up with um, Silver at times. A lovely one too that that led to a Silver chance. Um, bit of penalty. It wasn't anything malicious. He's just got caught napping a little bit and a bit of a bit of a late leg. And there was no real complaints. It was a it was a penalty. So um, uh, yeah, I, I think um, he's he, a viable option to have. Obviously in in the, in the squad. And but I think you know it's very much Samado's place at the mini. Um, even though that he hasn't been, um, you know, he hasn't exactly set the world alight. No, no, he hasn't. And I think he's had a mixed start. And yeah, I think there's an element really liking it to the Johnny situation a little bit when he first came in. In that he's a player that's played in a back four um, at Barcelona. He very much at the moment to me looks like a fullback playing as a wing back. Yeah, and I think he's got to learn the role. He's got he's got, he's got obvious um, attacking talents, and we've seen glimpses of it. He's not afraid to get a shot off. To be fair to him, but he's not really offering at the level of as we saw from Matt Doherty in the past. And I, I think that merry-go-round, if you want to call it that, um, of Doherty going to Spurs, Samado coming to Wolves. It's interesting when you first look at it because I think Doherty had a had a system at Wolves that was pretty much tailor-made for him. And now he's got gone to Spurs playing in a four, which probably doesn't accentuate his strengths. And Samado, conversely, has come to Wolves having played in a four, and he's kind of, you know, 
feeling his way into being a wing back. So it's it's an interesting dynamic, but I think it's just one of those that will come with time. And um, hopefully, as the weeks go by and, get, and he gets more minutes under his belt, he just get, gradually feels his way into the role and and like Johnny did, becomes a, a very capable wing back. I put a poll out earlier on just before we went on air saying, are Wolves stronger or weaker than last season? Uh, do you, have, you, have you seen the results yet, Joe? I have not seen the results. So a thousand votes. Um, what do you think the uh, what do you think the percentages are? Stronger, weaker, or similar? Are your are your uh, answers? I think it'll be just about weaker. I think probably about sixty percent, something like that. Forty-seven percent say similar. Thirty um, percent say weaker, and twenty-three percent say stronger. So only twenty-three uh, percent say that they're a better, uh, okay. stronger squad than last year. But similar is the. Is the majority is the? I think I I agree. I think they're probably similar. However, that doesn't take into account playing together. Like I'm sure this team playing, you know, in 2021, let's say February March, when they've had time to to gel and and play, will hopefully be, you know, be be better than what we've seen. But at the moment in time, I think it is pretty similar. Although, because they're getting the results. I mean, the results are. I mean, they're better off than they were last year. Yeah. But it's the performance, and it's the it's what we're seeing in front of our eyes. It's what we're seeing, what we're watching at home that we just want. We just want upping, don't we? We want we want to get uh, get back to some attractive play, as as we all do. Um, Gail Holford, uh, what's your horror scenario when it comes to Wolves relegation? Nuno leaving, Cody leaving, or anything else? It'd be relegation, wouldn't it? I think. Yeah, I think so. I mean. That, I think if you're that... gonna go, if, if you're gonna go, if you're gonna go massive, then I think that there's always the the concern. I don't, I don't, it's not. It's not a concern. It's 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 a tiny, tiny doubt at the back of your mind that you know. Folks have showed that they're here and they're here for a long time, but you know, you, you never know, do you? You never know when time might be up and then they sell and then you get someone else and you don't know what that's going to be like. And then Nuno leaves and then you know, uh, you know the Mendes ties are different and then Wolves could be you know. You see it all the time. You see it all the time. You can't completely rule it out, and you can have that that kind of cycle, can't you? Which uh, which doesn't help things. So I think that would be the the I guess the, the worst thing that could possibly happen. I guess if it all just all just goes tits up, basically. But I don't think it is, and I think that the the appointments they're making, the, the signings they're making, the the contract extensions that they're giving means that not only are folks investing in this long term but also that Wolves are in a in an excellent financial position and uh, with their assets going forward for 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 plenty of years to come indeed indeed a Mars music show which one of these is worse Joe without any facial hair or being the only one in the ring during the Royal Rumble and then hearing the Undertaker's entrance music oh dong Dong. That's it. That's Depends whether it's Undertaker, vintage Undertaker, or it's Undertaker now. Because I wouldn't be that bothered if the Undertaker came in now. He'd be, he'd be no. hopping. He'd be, he'd be, he'd take about five and a half minutes to get to the ring, and even then he'd be knackered. I'd probably be able to pin him. Well, if you were that scared, wouldn't you, mm. of the Undertaker coming to the ring? You'd just run off, wouldn't you? Because he, yeah, he, yeah. he, he, he takes, he takes a mile, you know, to, 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 to come, to come down there anyway. Um, me without a beard is quite scary. Is it? Um, yeah. You, would you do that for charity? Would you go completely baby face for for hundred quid? Uh, Proper baby face, full on shave for one hundred pounds. Maybe I'd have to see what Sav says. Cause it's no, but I don't. No, 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 give no, me no. that. Come on, come on. Sav has Sav has never seen me. Yeah. Out of beard. What's she? What's she gonna do? Divorce you? Who knows? Well, Nuno knows. Um, Who? Nuno. 
Does he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine oh. Nuno without a beard as well, f- f- clean shaven? Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, he... maybe, mate. I mean, we'll see. See what the Twitter, Twitter folk, you know. But maybe if you want a bit of a charity situation here, mate, you can maybe, uh, maybe shave off the beard, mate. Fear the beard instead of uh, November. You could, you could do something in, in December, mate, and just go complete baby-faced assassin for a little bit of, a little bit of char- Can't turn the charities down, mate. Ah, oh, but maybe not December. Be a bit cold, are we? <laughs> okay, it's one uh, one for the one a slow burner. Um, what else have we got? Okay, Eddie. Eddie says, uh, "Gents, given the panic he causes, that it tends to get doubled, freeing up space for others. Is it time to start a Damatriori? Well, Eddie, I put this poll out. It's very um, very interesting. You should say that and very well timed. I said, "Who do you want to see?" In the team versus Southampton, I've named three players who haven't been playing recently. Um, and and Moutinho, Traore, Silva, and none of them. Um, Adama Traore, 60% uh, people want to see, uh, see him in the next game. Do you think it's time for Adama Traore, Joe? Do you think that he fits into this uh this this team and the way that they're playing, if they're going to continue to play this way. And uh, and also if he does come into the team, who do you think makes way? Yes, yes, and pedents. Right, okay. I think that's um yeah, I I I um it'll be a bit more in the paper on Monday, I believe, but I had a chat with Matt Jarvis um this week about Trail Ray and he made the point that maybe the quick turnaround from last season has came into noon I was thinking with Trail Ray, especially given the shoulder problems he had and all the kind of physical traits that Traore has got. You know, if, if he was to, you know, given the, the quick turnaround, he could be perhaps a bit more susceptible to a muscle injury, like we've seen with some, so many players so far this season picking up muscle injuries because of the daft amount of games. Maybe somebody like Traore, who was such a kind of a, you know, fast twitch fibres or something like that, you know what I mean? He, he, he may be more susceptible, and that may have come into Nuno's thinking. But by that same token, I think the time has come now. Um, and even though he hasn't been um, setting the world alight as, as a substitute, there's only so much you can do really in 20 minutes here, half over there. Mm-hmm. And against Leicester, even without really doing anything, he, he pushes the he pushes the opposition ten yards back, doesn't he? And yeah. he kind of automatically strikes fear into teams. You know, they, they just see. The, the, you just see the size of him, and you, and, you, and you can't help as a defender, but but quaking your boots. You, you are you are scared of what he can do to you, and um, I think there's a there's an element of that now of getting him into the side, and and I think if you're going to take anybody out, um, it'd be a bit bit harsh because he's been fantastic on the whole, but um, Pedence would be the one. I think Neto is just ro- as we say, riding the crest of a wave. He's he's in he's in the form of his career so far. And you don't want to disrupt that, I don't think, too much. So if I was to bring Traore in, yes, I would bring him in. And I think I'd bring him in for uh, for Pedence against. Sorry to cut you off there, Joe. But, um, you know, with, with Adama, a few people, um, let me just double check to see who sent this one in. It was uh, Matt Kirby. Kind of says that, you know, we're talking about Adama Traore, Joe. And, uh, and a lot of people were saying about, we were talking about that he was probably the next one to sign his new long-term contract. Hasn't happened. In fact, Pedro Neto signed it before him. Do you think that there may be a little bit of um, something to it because he hasn't signed quite signed yet? Why he hasn't been starting, or, or do you think that we're reading too much into it? Um, I think it's fair enough to have those thoughts, but equally, at the same time, these things aren't always done overnight, are they? And uh, as far as we're aware, the, the 
the discussions are still ongoing. There's, there's nothing to say that they've, they've broken down or anything like that. And um, I think there was a sim- similar situation with Jean Martino. It was, I think it was last year when you know the feeling was that he was very close to signing a new deal, and then kind of yeah. six, six, seven, eight weeks passed, and then it finally got done. And I think these things can take a, a little bit longer than expected at times. I don't think there's anything too sinister behind it, and I think generally now it is a matter of time until we see him in the side. And I, I, I can't really see any major hiccups in him signing a new deal, really. OK, good stuff. Uh, Daniel Hunt, uh, our new style seems to be not getting the best from Raul. He is scoring goals, but from fairly limited chances. And just uh, from watching it, seems his overall touches and involvement is down on last year. Have you heard of any way this might be addressed or will it just take time? Oh, I keep going back to it, but I think the midfield again... Um... You know, of course, top strikers will create chances for themselves, and we've seen Raul do that and um, drop into the edge of the box and reading the situation to to get that goal. Um, I'm just trying to think of that game actually. What was the one where he kind of dropped off and volleyed it in? Uh, but then he got the one against Leeds, didn't he? Um, when he create, yes. created it yes. himself. Um, but you know, he's scoring goals from outside the area. But equally, you've got to get. Service, haven't you? Regular service from mm-hmm. from your many midfield, and he hasn't really had that. And we keep going back to it, but Neves, Martinho, Dendonka, now goals or now assists yet, and um, to get the best out of a top striker, yeah. he needs top service. Yeah, he does absolutely. Um, okay, last couple of questions, Joe. Um, let's have a look. Da, 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 da. What will be especially subject on Mastermind? Um, sub two thousand, well, post two thousands wrestling. I think, I think, mm. I think I'd go for that. I think got, we we had a bit of a chat about wrestling, didn't we, on the way to one of the games? You, you, and when I do kind of get into it, then yeah, I, you got your I'm, juices flowing, away. didn't they? You yeah. were you were well away. To be fair, weren't you? You've got a decent bit of knowledge. To be fair, but obviously there's another there's another podcast that that, that love a little bit of wrestling. So I don't want to step on their toes, but um, you do like a little bit of post two thousands wrestling, mate. I do, I do love it. What, what, what would yours be? Some uh, mm. Disney, Disney related? Yeah, Disney, or Disney, Disney people. Some sort of Disney movies, Disney villains. I, I, I like a good. That's why I like to go to Halloween, Halloween Horror Nights at Disney World. Mickey's not so scary Halloween party. So yeah, man, I'm all over that. All over a little bit of proper, proper good st- scale Disney villain, a Cruella de Vil, something like that, mate. Great, just great characters. Love that, love that. Proper movie, the cartoon. None of this. None of this movie, um, you know, these these, adap- these adaptations annoy me, by the way. You know, these ones, real life, which they're not. They're just CGI, like Lion King. And, and uh, just 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 let them be. The great cartoons, yeah. can't you find something original to do? I think they spoil them, you know. What was the other one? Beauty and the Cats. Beast, Aladdin. Come on, cat. Oh, hey, what's going on? Cats. Critically panned. Oh, was. Absolutely. Critically panned, yes, absolutely. Panned by yeah. the critics and Joe Edwards. Uh, yeah. Joe star without even seeing okay. it <laughs> without even seeing it um, John Littler says uh, which horror movie ba- horror movie baddie would best fit into the Wolves starting 11 uh, I'm going to say him again Mike Myers 
Uh, Austin Powers. Stop it! Stop it! He's not. Although I, I guess yeah, I guess you can yeah. ju- you can just about get away with it if it's if it's um, Halloween in America, a horror movie in America. Because people just dress up as anything, but here it's still a bit more scary, mate. You got to go, got to go with our own Johnny, with his Johnny, with The Shining, a bit of Jack Nicholson. That have you seen that by the way, The Shining? Is that, that's like the shower scene, isn't it? The Shining. Oh no, no. mate! You, you, you've done so well in this podcast, and you've just messed it oh, up no, at the that's, end. Um, Are you, that's you're confusing the most iconic, iconic, iconic scenes in horror history in Psycho and the Bates Motel with here's Johnny in The Shining and Jack Nicholson, mate. You've, you've had a stinky. Oh, sure, credit. Yeah. You, you got mixed up with Fred, Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees at the start. Now yeah. you now you're doing a bit of oh, Norman Bates and oh, mate, come on, come on. I, I'll just I've told you this. I'm not going to pretend to be something I'm not, and I'm not a fan of horror. There you go. You're not. You're not. You're not a fan, mate. You're not a fan. Um, uh, horror for the bookies, six to one. They offered um, uh, Wolves under twenty ones to beat Doncaster the other night. I mean, I don't think they realised uh, that they had thirty five million pounds worth of talent playing up front. Matt Kirby took full advantage, Matt. I wish you'd let me know, mate. I'd, I'd have lumped on there, but but congratulations to Matt. Enjoy your weekend, Matt. With um, counting all that cash, absolutely superb, mate. No no games, but enjoy the golf. It's been a pleasure. Uh, yeah. We'll speak to you um, next weekend ahead of the big game against Southampton. We'll have a, we'll have a, maybe a little guest on there as well. And uh, plenty of action, maybe some half-term report cards as well. And, of course, the latest spate of internationals. Fingers crossed all the Wolves players come back safe and well. That's the most important thing. Mate, have a great one, mate. Hope Tiger Woods does you the business. Um, and uh, I'll catch you. I'll catch you on Monday, Chuck. I'm at Warsaw on Saturday. Warsaw South. And... <laughs> on that note, take care, everyone. From me, from Joe, take care. Bye-bye.